0: Welcome, listeners, to Season 5, Episode 15 of Drinking and Screaming, a queer and feminist podcast about horror movies and cocktails. It's our Season 5 finale! I'm
1: Char, and my pronouns are she, they. And I'm Kelly, and my pronouns are they, them. And
0: this week, we are wrapping up our Candle Night Celebration and fifth season of the show by watching Into the Dark, New Year, New You from 2018. But first, we have an inspired cocktail creation that we made to match the mood and themes of the movie. So we made this non-alcoholic drink to be something to quench your thirst as you repeat your New Year mantra. This episode will contain discussion on bullying, fat phobia, homophobia, and eating disorders. If any of these things are something that you need to not hear about today, feel free to skip this episode and we'll see you next time.
1: I also want to add, because we've gotten feedback, that when we don't like a movie, people get sad listening to the show, especially if they like the movie. So if you like this movie and don't want to hear us talk about not liking this movie, also maybe don't listen.
0: What? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) So I made the drink this week. And I called it My Desires because Chloe kept repeating, nothing gets in the way of me and my desires. I'm
1: manifesting a good drink.
0: Exactly. Um, And this is a non-alcoholic New Year's beverage, a celebratory drink that you can enjoy any time of the year, really. And the way that I crafted it was one teaspoon of lemon juice, one teaspoon of cinnamon simple syrup. And top up your glass with sparkling water. Uh, I will say it foams quite a bit as you pour the sparkling water, so be careful—it's like real champagne (laughs) almost. (laughs) And when that happened to me, I really liked it when the glass was only half full. I find that I diluted the flavor a bit too much by having it be a full glass. But I feel like you
1: could you could flavor your sparkling water then, Mm. make it a, a non alcoholic rose by making it. Cranberry or something. Yeah, strawberry flavored? I don't know. still pretty good. It's very refreshing and bubbly.
0: Yeah, I love the sparkling water. And the color with the cinnamon simple syrup and the lemon juice makes it like the perfect palish yellowy brown that, you know, most sparkling wines are.
1: Yeah, got a good nose. Ooh. So when I stick my nose into it, I can smell the cinnamon. Sniff,
0: sniff, sniff. I was going to say, I was going to brag that I made this cinnamon simple syrup from scratch for Kelly's, uh, not birthday, uh, candle night's (laughs) gift. Uh, I made a set of simple syrup. So feel free to mix and match with any type of flavored simple syrup as you go. Mm -hmm. But I think this is okay. I like
1: it. It's good. Yeah. I think it's good to have a non-alcoholic, uh, champagne for people who do not drink champagne. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you want to go if you want to go celebrate New Year's again, because fuck it, it's it's the end times. We can do whatever (laughs) we want. You can go make this.
0: Nom, nom, nom. Yeah. Very refreshing. I'm going to enjoy this for the whole episode. Before we get into everything, we do want to shout out all of our patrons for supporting us throughout the year and through almost five full seasons. I mean, it's today, so five full seasons. It's the last episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much to Aubrey L, Colleen D, Les Represent Podcast, Redhead Rebellion, Cat K, Jackie V, Aiden T. Diana S., Jacob M., Nicholas G., Ollie A., and Roxanne B. You all are fucking fantastic. Yeah. This week, we watched Into the Dark, New Year, New You, which premiered on December twenty eighth, 2018. It's written by Adam Gaines and Sophia Tackle, directed by Sophia Tackle, and edited by Tad Dennis. It stars Suki Waterhouse as facially scarred revenge instigator Alexis. Carly Chaikin as vapid influencer Danielle. Kirby Howell Baptiste, cool-headed lesbian Kayla. And Melissa Berglund as influenceable friend Chloe. This synopsis was written by Anonymous on IMDb, and it's basically pointless, but I'll read it anyway. (laughs) A group of old friends gather for a girl's night on New Year's Eve, but as they begin to rehash old memories, many of the gripes they've been harboring manifest in murderous ways. And that was it. Yeah. So, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis is our final girl. She's dealing with a lot of traumatic flashbacks that one can only assume are of the incident that caused her to have a scar on her lower jaw that she is very self-conscious of. She invites her friends Chloe, Kayla, and Danielle to her home for a New Year's Eve party to which Danielle is late to arrive. Everyone discusses Danielle's YouTube channel and how famous she has become, noting various Instagram posts and videos that prove how wealthy she is. Danielle eventually arrives at the very boring party that has no (laughs) music playing or anything, and we can see that she knows practically nothing about her besties' lives, as she asks to record them numerous times throughout the evening and edits what they say on video to her millions of followers. When the clock strikes midnight, the ruse is revealed. Alexis and the others have agreed to tie up Danielle and make her admit to everyone that she bullied a girl from high school into killing herself. Kayla, Chloe, and mostly Alexis do not want Danielle to have an influence over young girls anymore. Things do not go well as a traumatized Alexis takes things too far, causing the group to become fractured. Danielle uses this time to get Chloe on her side by promising her a spot on her show and all the fame, fortune to come with it. Danielle gets Chloe to repeat, nothing stands between me and all of my desires over and over as a game of cat and mouse ensues resulting in Kayla's accidental death. A shaken Chloe comes down to meet Danielle while Alexis tends to her wound and Frankie, Kayla's girlfriend, arrives looking for Kayla because she didn't answer her phone. Danielle and Chloe decide to frame Frankie and after letting her into the house, Chloe kills her. Alexis runs upstairs preparing to defend herself when her ex-friend gives chase. Alexis knocks Chloe down the stairs, killing her. Danielle then engages Alexis in another fight, only for Alexis to throw Danielle out of a window to her death in the pool which I thought was odd because they continuously mentioned how these windows were made so that nobody could jump
1: through them. Turns out if you hit someone against them enough, it just kind of works.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Later on, an influencer who worked with Danielle discusses how Frankie killed Danielle after Danielle encouraged Kayla to end the relationship. Alexis stands next to her. And after taking mere seconds to grieve, she immediately becomes bubbly and films her own video, happy that she now has Danielle's life. And
1: that's the end. Yay.
0: Hit me with that trailer audio.
1: Hi, guys. Soon it will be a new year, and when the clock strikes 12, I want you to become the new you. (sighs) The world deserves to know the truth. Now, uh... (sighs) guys. Go for it. I can't tell if watching the trailer and knowing what the twist was... Would make me enjoy it watching it more because I like knew what was coming, or if I would be more like bored and just waiting for the twist to start.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The I saw a lot of like it's reminding me of how in on the internet there are a lot of reviews about how the first thirty minutes of this movie suck because it's just girls being girls, mm. and. I want that to it's I don't think that was what made the movie less great. It's not that they were just being girls was so many other things that were happening there.
1: It was very it felt more like uh, the first 30 minutes sucked because it was actors pretending to be girls being girls.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, I agree.
1: It just it didn't feel right, which like, I don't know. Was that the point? They were supposed to not feel comfortable together because of the plan.
0: True. Because of the twist.
1: So I guess that's why sitting through 30 minutes of uncomfortable, quiet dialogue was worth it?
0: Yeah. Question mark? I don't know. But that trailer seemed to make the film feel faster paced in a very weird way to me.
1: Yeah, it's kind of sad when trailer editing is better than <laughs>
0: film editing your
1: movie because <laughs> it's usually not the case. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. Do you want to jump in with your thoughts?
1: Yeah. So my first thought is that once I've learned that this was a series and kind of like a TV anthology series, I sort of set my expectations a bit lower mm-hmm. Um, because specifically horror on TV is generally pretty bad. So anything that frames itself as horror and not like drama or like thriller or like Black Mirror dystopian kind of style. Mm-hmm. I immediately assume it's not going to be great because there's so few there's so few good horror TV shows slash anthologies on TV that you know, I set my expectations not great. I think that's a good idea. yeah. And we didn't watch the rest of this series, so I don't really have any context context for the overall quality of into the dark. So all we can really do is judge this one based on its own merits, which is also not great. <laughs> what <laughs> Every everything just technically felt bad in this movie i y- yeah i completely <laughs> agree
0: i don't have much to say about this film um even what i do have is
1: negative but
0: it'll be fine <laughs> we still get to enjoy this lovely celebratory glass and beverage <laughs>
1: um i think there was some you said while we were watching it you were like there's something about the audio in these kind of shows or like If I hear a certain quality of audio, I automatically assume that the quality is bad. Yes. Which I immediately equated to um, sometimes there's like the equalizer from a TV or something. Or Mm -hmm. like they they definitely equalize audio for TV. And if you acquire watching things that are hard to watch in else places, sometimes you get one that was displayed (laughs) on a television channel. (laughs) What? So you get that like equalizer where quiet scenes start to pick up or like everything just seems really flat.
0: Yeah. The the flatness to me really stuck out. I think that's a great
1: word. I mean, I'm not convinced that that was the problem anymore (laughs) because like I was I was kind of saying that and thinking and I'm like, it's not really as bad as like if you watch a movie on TBS or something like that. So I don't know if it was just the mixing was kind of strange the cinematography was, uh, weird. (laughs) (laughs) It totally didn't feel right. Like it's, it almost felt like they were doing cinematography for like a dramatic superhero movie, kind of like Man of Steel or like Brightburn, but they were trying to do these like quick, uh, turns and zooms and like Almost voyeuristic angles at times, but not voyeuristic, as it's like someone's watching you, but almost as like someone put their camera on a side table, <laughs> and then forgot they were filming, so they picked it up real quick and couldn't track their actors very well. Yeah,
0: we had to, we saw them overcorrect a few times. There yeah. was also one shot that was so bad of Chloe at the bottom of the stairs where it did like do do do. Oh yeah, like
1: zoomed in, <laughs> and I'm like, that's the t- that's not the tone you've been doing frequently yeah um i specifically say like superhero movie because you know that those classic shots now where the superheroes flying through the sky and a camera tries to zoom in on them but it doesn't quite catch them so it has to like correct and zoom some more Mm -hmm. felt exactly like that during a sauna scene i don't know it was (laughs) strange and then the editing was very stilted now i'm not too sure if they had enough quality stuff to work with But there was one where she goes to like flick on the breaker and there's a very distinct hard cut between the lights being off and the light being on because not everything was lined up the same. So it was like they didn't trust their lighting to turn on correctly without maybe flickering. I don't know if they were just using the overhead lighting. So it had that like flicker of turning back on. I don't know if it was a stylistic choice because it did the same thing later when someone gets tackled to the ground, it like cuts and it was almost supposed to be like jarring, I guess, because you're not sure of the person's stability.
0: I think you're giving it way too much credit. There was so much continuity errors with the editing of like, a big section of this film is them filming Danielle as she's doing her confession about the uh, bullying. And it goes from holding it with two hands horizontally to in another shot filming it vertically when we've seen what has been already captured on the camera as well. Yeah. It was so bad.
1: That was very bad. Uh, And then there was like stuff of showing their camera filming, but the lighting was different in the camera than on the scene. I don't know. It was very bad. And then like technically the story structure, the dialogue, it all wasn't good. And I think everything just compounded together to make this like really strange poorly executed thing
0: and like i think the concept was fine i think the story could have been okay if they just did something with it more than what happened even if they like decided to kind of go dark comedy and just up the acting to be more like stage presence and overdone that would have been more interesting than Damn. this, like, wishy-washy trying to be serious but not hitting the mark.
1: Yeah, it was weird. And, like, um, Danielle's dialogue, like, most of her dialogue was just being, like, vulgar and cursing a lot. And, like, that was the first introduction we had to her. It was like, fuck, I want these boots. Ah, oh, shit, I wish I could fu- afford these fucking Chloe. boots. Chloe, yeah. Chloe, right. Sorry, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, And just, I don't know, it was strange and and i, I swear
0: know. a lot and it it, j- it did feel off to me yeah like i don't know not every sentence needs the f word in it
1: <laughs> usually writing for television doesn't sound like writing for real life because it's supposed to be more poetic and sound good to the ears um this wasn't i sort of wish that it was short like the con like you said the concept was fine i think if it was like a 30 minute long thing i could excuse a lot of the editing and just sort of get into it. Like, if they showed up to the party and be like, oh, my God, we haven't seen each other for a while. It's so cool that you're a celebrity now. But there's, midnight. like, something dark. And then, like, <laughs> yeah, midnight hits, and they do a murder. That'd be fine. And then a half hour goes by, and it's done. And I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. That was tight. Nice. Yeah. And um, then it would
0: have, wouldn't have would have given them so much space to show the cracks.
1: Exactly. It almost feels like every time we watch a full-length movie that's based on a short.
0: Yeah. And maybe do, it was. Maybe I but, didn't find that in my Scaredy Fact search, but that
1: maybe. would be make more sense, I guess. I don't know. It was just all over the place. So my first point was very technically poor. <laughs> couldn't find a positive. <laughs> um, I made this an entirely different point because this is less about the functionality of the movie and more about the core message of the movie, which. I have no fucking clue what they were trying to do. <laughs> um, I don't know if they were trying to be like being fake is bad, but at the end of the day, Alexis won and became a huge, big celebrity and was going to like becoming fake again. Yeah. And she was supposed to be our hero. But, but I guess, was huh?
0: she successful? Because when we saw that video at the end, there weren't that many views on it.
1: <laughs> Which I kind of equate to editing. I feel like the person was like, yeah, let's type in some big view numbers. 11,000 for what seemed like an exclusive interview with somebody who was in the house of a mass murder (laughs) only got 11,000 views. Uh, I don't don't know. But then it's also like, or don't base your life on influencers, maybe? Sins of the past will come and get you. Maybe we're supposed to assume that at some point Alexis would have the same thing happen to her that happened to Danielle. And like someone brings up the fact that, hey, you killed all your friends.
0: Yeah. I mean, she, there was a lot in the actual show too of Alexis taking things too far already. So she was already, I think, dancing on that line that Danielle obviously was at the end. Yeah. So maybe that had something to do with it. I don't know. Maybe
1: she'll start doing a kill. It's unclear. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like even down to like Chloe turning on Alexis to kill Danielle is like, okay, now we're supposed to see Danielle and Chloe as the villains. And then Alexis was going too far, but Kayla was always the, the person who's right down in the middle and never did nothing to nobody. Yeah. And then she got killed. I just, I don't know. There was just no, no message. There was no clear message and even with more digging, I could not come up with an unclear message. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you wanted me to think at the end of this movie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, and I have a final point. All right. Real bad luck that the first and second on on-screen deaths were the lesbians. And the only people of color. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only slight <sighs> thing it had going for it is that we knew what both of them did as a profession. But at the end of the day, Frankie was definitely just the partner and they both served Chloe's progress uh, and like growing comfort with the murders. Yeah. Um. Like we, we heard the only thing we heard from Frankie that was, I'm a lesbian that wasn't, I'm a lesbian in a relationship was my niece or something loves you, Danielle. Yeah. And then she gets stabbed. Yeah. So I don't know. And like, Kayla, uh, yeah, Kayla's entire sort of story revolved around her being gay, so her death didn't equate to anything. And then that all she was was a gay character that got killed. Yeah. Um, not to mention that at the end, when Alexis is like lying and telling the story about how all her friends died, it was the jealous lesbian lover showed up and murdered everyone. Yep. So, again, was that part of your message? Or did you just write burying your gaze and uh, make a bad movie? Unclear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's break up the badness with some happiness. <laughs> it's time for <laughs> whispers, whispers from beyond. beyond. We have two whispers to share with you today, which fill our hearts with such joy. Number one comes from Nicholas G., who reached out to us on Patreon to say, love the show. So glad to support. This came right before Christmas and was such a nice message to receive. Thank you so much, Nicholas. And the other, I didn't ask for permission to share, so I won't say their name, but someone reached out to us on Twitter, and we just have to share the message because it made Kelly and I start to 2022 (laughs) so fucking lovely. They said, I've been thinking recently about the things that had the most positive influence on my life in 2021. You two and all the amazing things you did this year are certainly at the top of my list. You both created content that had helped me with managing my anxiety, made me feel completely safe, made me feel seen and represented, and genuinely helped me to feel like I am not alone. I'm so happy. I can't. <laughs> what are words? This is exactly what we hope that people feel when they listen to our shows or watch our podcasts and streams. And I'm so glad you you are not alone. Everybody listening to this show, we're here for you. And God.
1: <laughs> I usually um, to wake up in the morning because I'm not a morning person. I'll go on social media and scroll through Twitter, and it's a hellscape. It's the the end stage capitalism making me sad. But this was the first thing I saw in the morning, which really perked me up, and it was great, and I loved it.
0: (laughs) And then you didn't tell me that we got this message, and I saw it later, and I got the (laughs) elation. I wanted it to be
1: a surprise. It
0: was. (laughs) It was so nice. We're going to take a moment to talk about our socials and sponsors.
1: Drinking and screaming would not be possible without the support of Mad Lab Distillery. We love this Canadian company and all of their spirits. You can get your own bottle at a private liquor store near you or at madlabdistilling.com. You
0: know who's also pretty cool? After Dark Distillery. They have a wide range of flavored moonshines and other goodies available. So don't wait. You can get your own at private liquor store near you or at afterdarkdistillery.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at drink underscore scream on Facebook at drink and scream. And you can email us at drinking screaming at gmail.com.
1: For more information and to buy some merch, go to drinkingandscreaming.com. We also would love if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser to help more folks find the show. Give them some backlog to listen to before we get to our next season. Mm
0: -hmm. If you also, you know, find that your ear holes are missing something, you should check out Tabletop Titties. Our actual play show, we have D&D and Vampire the Masquerade up on there with Kelly, me, and a bunch of other really awesome... Some people let's play a trailer for tabletop titties now tabletop titties is a weekly tabletop role playing podcast run entirely by people of marginalized genders queer feminist hilarious and most importantly fun our DD campaign is run by dungeon goddess charlene bear and features themes of post-apocalyptic battle royales revenge
1: love affairs puzzling challenges
0: and horrifically hilarious
1: carnivals new this year titties by night a vampire the masquerade v5 campaign
0: story told by kelly wright this show follows a vampire coterie of supernatural investigators in victorian london all our shows have professional actors intricate editing and storylines that keep you coming back for more for more information visit our website at tabletoptitties.com And whenever we say tabletop titties, that's with double Ds, if you know what we
1: mean. All right. I'm sorry, but it's time to get back to the episode. 10, (laughs) 9, (laughs) 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 3, 2, 1. 1. Back
0: Back to the
1: episode. Back to the
0: episode. That was awful and 10 seconds long.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now back to the movie. Thoughts? Yours.
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) So I really, really wanted to like this film because it's a female director. It's an all-women cast. I was, you know, getting ready for this episode and I was just reminded of that scene from Friends where everyone's trying to figure out what they can (laughs) say to Joey about his god-awful TV show that would still be an honest compliment. (laughs) And I was really struggling with that. But then I thought of one, and it actually is genuine, which I really liked the costumes of this film. The Mm. costuming was done really well. I felt like there was super realistic style like fashion sense between each of the characters they were all unique and chloe's spa slash pj outfit slash murder (laughs) outfit i guess uh was actually something that i would wear it was like a cute little black uh onesie with a burgundy a wine burgundy silk um what's that word not house coat fancier than that Robe. robe Uh, And it just felt so elegant and nice. And I I would wear that for like a spa New Year's party. (laughs) Um, And I feel like this film really suffered due to budget constraints, but the costuming department did a great job. So I wanted to shout out Alexis Scott, who was the costume designer.
1: (laughs) Good. Um, Yeah. And it also felt like their costumes felt like a very realistic, like progression through a sleepover kind of uh, deal. Like I'll start with their dresses and their Outdoor clothes, and then they went into the spa clothes, and then they went into their PJs. It all felt very realistic.
0: And uh, there was a lot of continuity that worked with the costumes. Mm-hmm. I did not like that they continuously had their makeup on once they had like showered and everything. And then it was like, <laughs> oh, n- more makeup. All right. <laughs>
1: you don't think that's realistic?
0: I mean I would like to see it then. <laughs> yeah,
1: see them putting it on together or something cuz yeah. I I feel like an influencer who is definitely still uh filming themselves throughout this party even though her friend didn't want her to would uh would put on makeup almost immediately.
0: That made sense especially at the final moments when uh Danielle has to uh, reinvent herself. After she's been humiliated with the like green skin mask and the overly lipsticked mouth and everything, she washes that off. And then the next scene we see her in, she's redone her whole hair into this beautiful sock bun and has a full face of makeup that's like elegant again. And that was believable to me. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that spoke, it would speak even more if we didn't see everybody else have that happen to them after they did the spa. Yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to say was that I really did not enjoy the writing. It was <laughs> something that was very hard for me to get past. And I Kirby, who plays Kayla, was the most believable performer out of everybody. And even she had some pretty stilted dialogue to yeah. work
1: with. <laughs> yeah, just a tad. And oh. I
0: wish that something was done to make Danielle's shift feel not more realistic, but it just felt so jolted to me. Mm. It felt like they were showing her to be this like fake influencer, continuously masking being on all the time. You know what I mean? But not the actual psychopath that she was
1: Yeah. until
0: all of a sudden she was killing her friends. (laughs) And that just felt weird to
1: me. (laughs) Which is kind of funny because when we first see her, even on, um, I think her name was like Jesse or something. On her YouTube channel, she still had almost like a nothing, no emotions, sort of sociopathic presentation where it was like, I'm just saying the thing that these people want to hear kind of idea, but not I'm going to murder everyone to to progress my career, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was, uh, but like, I feel like right off the bat, I was like, this person doesn't care. (laughs) Whatever, whatever she's doing right now (laughs) gives no fucks.
0: And then also, uh, I didn't make this a point, but you talking about that Influencer video, it also makes me want to point out that it felt like the creators of this film didn't actually do a lot of research (laughs) into YouTube video Mm. creation. It really felt like what you would see daytime television, like talk show people selling things or, you know, having that like creation of uh at home remedies or whatever uh rather than it being the actual like influencer youtube content that we've we all know we all know what it feels like when you watch an influencer video
1: yeah especially if she's so famous that she's like hanging out with leonardo Leonardo dicaprio DiCaprio. and sleeping with elon (laughs) musk which has aged like milk (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah uh yeah i think they it's. It was definitely kind of just like, I know how to write people hanging out for New Year's. I don't know how to write anything else. And even I, I also don't really know how to write people <laughs> hanging out for New Year's. But I'll wing it. I got this. Yep. Uh, that's it for me. Yay. I mean, I've. this is one of those times where like, when we watched another movie before and we absolutely hated it and we drug it through the dirt... We also were aware that the people making it weren't super great, so we didn't give a fuck. I do feel bad about shitting on this movie so hard Mm. because I'm sure that it was either through inexperience, lack of budget, or some combination of the two. There was an effort made, but it still was not great, and I'm sorry.
0: I like the costumes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So you were here, but also in there. Whoa. Um yeah well listen I this movie did not give me enough energy to come up with a cool fun backstory so I'm just gonna walk over to our where we keep our books you know the bookshelf as some people call it (laughs) Um, just gonna find this old leathery tome and you know it's time to open the Rackonomicons like, favorite, and subscribe. Hashtag Reconomicon. <laughs> Uh, My recommendation is The Perfection from 2018. Uh, it has a very similar theme to like needing to be the best version of yourself, but with a significantly more justified revenge plot. Uh, that is The Perfection from 2018. Uh, trigger warning for sexual assault if you go and watch that.
0: My recommendation is, if you like this movie, I can't help you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Perfect.
0: But go watch Terror Train from 1980
1: for a New Year's slasher that rocks instead. It's time for... Penny dee facts. This is the part of our podcast where we invite you to our home for New Year's. And Whoa. we watch spooky movies. And then we have to go look at the trivia because the movie was too spookily bad. Uh, and we need to, you know, unwind and, and learn some stuff about the movie. And uh, we have invited you to uh, learn some trivia as well.
0: Now, this is where I'm going to be disappointing because oh. I don't really have much.
1: <laughs> oh, no. I mean, to be fair, it was an episode of a TV show. Yeah. So there's I can't really judge you on not having a lot. <laughs>
0: So budget? Don't know. Ooh. Gross worldwide? Uh, I don't know. Ooh. <laughs> but it was a Hulu original.
1: Ooh, <laughs> Fun.
0: They shot this over 15 days. So principal photography for this episode took place between July and August of 2018. Which And it came out December 2018, so not a lot of turnaround time.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: woman who played Danielle, Carly Chakin, she uh, studied videos of Amanda Chantal Bacon, the founder of Moon Juice, to prepare for the role of Danielle, which I thought was cool. I see. And then the last thing I got is that they filmed in Kerry Grant's old house who? in Westwood, California. He's like... Very famous from the 30s to the 60s. He was like the basic leading man of Hollywood.
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to Google him so that I have a better idea. Cary Grant. Uh, Oh. (laughs) Oh. That's a sound. Ah. (laughs) Oh, of course. (laughs) Okay. One of my favorite uh, (laughs) clips from a DC cartoon There is an episode where Lex Luthor and the Flash switch bodies and Lex Luthor goes and tries to do a bunch of stuff in Flash's body and is ultimately unsuccessful. And so just before they switch back, uh, he's in the bathroom looking at a mirror and he's like, well, at least I can take off this mask and finally know the Flash's true identity. And he takes off the mask and he's like... I have no idea who this is. <laughs> and that's what I thought. That's
0: your Cary Grant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's jump into final thoughts. I, I have a quick one, which is I'm just so sorry, <laughs> uh, everybody, including you, Kelly, that I picked such a bad film to be our final episode of
1: season five. Whoopsie! I mean, you did say you got this off of a list that said this was like the best New Year's horror Um, movie yeah. so I wouldn't exactly blame you just blame the internet as we should with all of our problems (laughs) my final thought is they can't all be winners well there we go (laughs) (laughs) well that's been Into the Dark New Year New You a movie about wasting 0.5% of the hours I've spent in 2022 so far
0: and that's the end of our fifth season. Ayy. We'll be back with season six on March 14th, watching Leprechaun 2 from 1994. And remember always scream responsibly. Ah! Ah! Thank you for listening to Drinking and Screaming.
1: Drinking and Screaming is produced and edited by Charlene Baer.
0: Our sound engineer and logo designer is Kelly Wright.
1: And it's hosted by, yep, you guessed it, Kelly Wright and Charlene Baer.
0: For bonus episodes, Patreon poll voting privileges and exclusive rewards, become a patron at patreon.com slash drink and scream.
1: Want a shout out? Review us on Apple Podcasts and we'll read your review live on the show. For more information, check out our website, drinkingandscreaming.com.